Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings. This is Big Mama 7, and I am so glad to be doing radio tonight. That means we've made it in safely from all the travels, um, and we're here to work and to help our people. You know, understand, we do these programs, it's truly a labor of love. So I want everybody to, you know, really remember that. And this is the People's Black Panther Party Radio. So this is your radio program. Don't hesitate to call in and press one and express yourself. That's what we do. And we rotate this between myself, National Director of Operations 7, um, Chairman Yanga, and Chief of Staff War. And so we get this going. But tonight, tonight is Big Mama Night. So I'm going to bring in my, my dear sister, Big Mama Makita, and, and we're going to get this thing worked out. You know, we got to talk about this. Support during the struggle. So we're going to talk about it here, but also recognize you can always go to the Facebook page. Um, the People's Black Panther Party has a full page. Um, hit request, you, you get signed up, and we take it from there. So let me see if I can get her on the line, and, and we can work this out. We need some explanations, some clarifications as to what we're talking about. Greetings, dear sister. Love and light, family. Love and light. How are you? Hey. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> have made it safely to all the destinations. And so I'm like, hey, God has spared me one more time so we can get together and work with our people that ever so needed, ever so needed. So how you? How's your day coming? Every day above ground is a good day. Somebody didn't make it. Amen. And with everything that's going on in the world, it just makes you get thanks and praise a little bit more, you know? Amen. Amen. Look, you know, I mean, none of us are promised no day, but it seems like every day these days are getting a little bit more uh, precious because we got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Plenty of, plenty of work. Yeah. And that's why you know, this topic was just a, such a good thing because I think a lot of times people forget that you need support throughout this. And sometimes the people who really need the support are the ones who don't ask for it, the ones who get up every day and do what needs to be done, whether it, whether you're helping, um, whether you're talking about it and not doing nothing, but just running around okay. your mouth. But those people that get up day in and day out and, and they still push through, you know, that's whether right. they're in front of the cameras or not, you know. So I think that's, that's, right. that's one of the reasons. I wanted to discuss this because for some people it's like, okay, you know, are you being as supportive as you need to be for other people in the struggle? Are you just looking mm. for the support for yourself? Um, are you only supportive when you think there's a spotlight on you? Because if Uh-oh. that's the case, then we have a problem. We have Uh-oh. a problem. We need to address that problem. Uh-huh. Because we have yeah. uh, even in our um, 
excuse me, with us, we have a lot of millennials. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of yeah. guys watching everything that we do. And yeah, we do. they have no problem <laughs> telling you yeah. if they feel that certain things are out of order or just backing out completely. And we don't ever want our young people to back out completely because we need them. As much as they Absolutely. need us and the wisdom that we have, we definitely, definitely need them. So that's why I wanted us to have this conversation about what we're bringing, how we're getting the support, how we're offering the support, and are we consistent with the support? Uh-huh. Now, we support each other personally, you and I, because we know a variety of things that we deal with. So we make it our business to check in on each other and things like that's that. Right. Whether it's for this show, something else, another part, we check in because we understand how important that is. But how many other people are doing that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When it came up, when it came up, I kind of was like, ooh, you know, I I knew it was going to be one of those moments. And and I knew that we had to go about it honestly. You know, Big Mama, she's not going to lie to you. She's going to tell you the truth. You're going to hear it whether you like it or not, whether it's a bitter pill or whatever. You are going to get it. And so um, we do have to talk about this. This is one of them topics that can be very, um, let's say, just touchy. And the reason why it's touchy is because people don't want to admit maybe I do slack off in the support. You know, I want to be supportive. I know it's important. But am I really doing all that I can? And a lot of times the answer is no. <laughs> and, and and then we have to talk about why not. What is limiting <laughs> us? What what is what's keeping us on the outskirts? Um, and and find out really. I can tell you, I, I we already know who doesn't get the support. The people that are supporting, you know, it is <laughs> it's hard because we're not thought of in that light. It's like oh, they're fine. They're always fine. Not always. No. Mm-mm. I know Not this always. Much if, it, if it wasn't for my spiritual circle, I think <laughs> every day is not as nice as it could be. <laughs> Just being real. Hey. Hey. For real. <clears throat> for real. I am grateful that I have different support systems that will check in on me. You know, and sometimes right. we get our support people we don't necessarily think will be there like that. But as long as you're getting yeah. some type of support. Like for instance, yeah. I was a part of an organization at, at one time and it was like, I gotta go through fifty people to get to you. Prayer please. Mm-hmm. I should be able to come mm-hmm. <laughs> because when you need right. something you come So why is right. it that when I need some support or I need some answers because something is not sitting right in my spirit, something is not moving right or you know what? You just let's just be real. You out of order, brother, sister. You out of order. Why can't we have mm-hmm. that conversation? Mhm. 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 See, this this is again, you know, and and keeping it one hundred, and we have to. I'm so glad you brought up the millennials. All right, we have tons of millennials looking at us whether we're aware of them or not. They're looking yeah. at us to find out, okay, what do you think is important? And I'm going to compare myself. All right, what do I think is important? What? How do I make this happen? 
How do I make that happen? And so these millennials are always kind of underfoot watching and, and, and letting us know they're watching, you know. So mm-hmm. we do have to represent not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it's the right thing to do, we have to really make sure that we are leaving them with something that they can grow with, you know. they How they are, how they will act, how they will behave, will be a direct reflection of us. And so we knowing that, don't play around with that. It's, a, it's an honor, and it's all nice when they're all googly-eyed and, it's all wonderful. Everybody wants a little uh, flunky and everything else like that. But really, when they're looking at you like, hey, what's the moral judgment on this? You know, how are you going to handle this situation? It's not as cute then. You know what I'm saying? And, and we have to get to the point where we are past what it looks like and really get to the real so we are leaving with them with something. You know, we're guiding this next generation forward and if all they have is what they've seen us do, I don't think they're going to have enough. Exactly. Exactly. So if it's just us having a more in-depth conversation with one millennial mm-hmm. elder, mm-hmm. let's do it. Sometimes yeah. just that weekly check-in to just see if someone is okay. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean going to about and save you from whatever is going on, but maybe that phone call can give you the strength to move on and, and to fight another day on the days when you don't feel like fighting. You know, the struggle That's is right. real, but there are things like, man, I'm not doing this. Let's touch the touch to go ahead and do this. And then, of course, I turn around and I do it because I take my obligation seriously, but there are those moments. So for us, we need to make sure that we are relying on our resources, which is our support system, and also being actively being a part of someone else's. You know, absolutely. I, I absolutely worked in situations, been a part of things. But, you know, personally, I may not like this particular person because I don't like I don't like that that they're doing. But that's that. But when it comes to this that we're all a part of, if they're doing what they're supposed to do, I'm still being supportive. But if you're doing what you have to do within the organization, within the party, boom, fine. But if you're not, we need to talk about it. Right. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're having this conversation. Are you doing enough? And then, I hate to be like this, but because I'm one of these pillars, okay? I'm talking to myself. Well, I'm talking to everybody else. You know, I'm one of these pillars in the community. I'm one of these people that are constantly supporting others, constantly making that phone call, constantly, constantly, this is what I do. And so um, it's what I do. I enjoy doing it. I think it's important. At the same time, I also know uh, there are times when I need a little support and closed mouths don't get fed, you know, I will sit there and be in need and won't say a thing just because, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, 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 you know. And so it's like, really, I got to do a little better than that. I have to do better than that. And so, you know, and then also I have to be, you know, I'm a pillar. 
I will tell you, I am a pillar of the community. I will tell you the work that I do to support those in my community. And so um, all of that's wonderful, but for especially dealing with those that are new and those that don't know what and how and don't know even, you know, some of the basics, I have to tell them, look, this is how you support me, okay? I, that don't mean I need, you know, I'm not going to need you to make no car note payments. I'm, I'm good on that. You know, I don't need this. But what I do need is uh, as, a, as a black woman who travels a lot, unescorted, I might need a check-in on the real. You know, as a yeah. woman who ha- is is out in this limelight or out just doing whatever I, I think I'm doing, um, you know, I, I need a, a check-in partner to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and without, you know, any strings attached, just can you check on me? You know, can you make sure that this is going right? Um, and, and so there's all kinds of little ways that don't have anything to do with this attachment or that attachment, but it's an opportunity to be supported and feel supported in your day-to-day, you know. And so, but, you know, I have to I have to share, I have to say how to do that. I have to say how to do that. I can't just assume that people know. Now, I would like for people to know, and I would like to be, you know, especially, you know, when you talk about our peers, but, you know, Big Mama, when you talk about the millennials, it's like, do they really even know what's expected of them? Not if we don't ask. You know. Correct. For sure. Yeah. Correct. And and that's with anyone. If you know you need some help, say it. Correct. That doesn't mean the first person you say it to, oh, okay, I'm here, I got you on everything. No, but I might be able to connect you with some resources or connect you to yeah. the brother or sister over here who can help you better than I Correct. can. So let me allow me to be one of your resources. So I, I have no Correct. problem with that. I love the networking part. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, some, there are times when you do have to remind people. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay so a check-in on me is okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it goes a long um, way. It goes a long way. It really does. It really does. But it also goes back to us being able to say, "I need help." Mhm. Mhm. Not just um, in the party. Let's we we have power couples within. So mm-hmm. even being part of supportive of your partner. Yep. Through the process, we have a lot of jealousy. Ooh, I said it on crunch. I did. We have a lot of jealousy within relationships and within parties and within organizations. Within oh, I am. I don't do office politics well. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Yes. I, if I, I wouldn't do, do politicians, I would be I, running I for office. I just don't. It, it's all. It's gonna always be about the client. That's it. I, I don't care. It, whatever. It's gonna always be about the client. And, and that's mm-hmm. how I. Everyone else doesn't move that way, but I know for me that's how I move. I will always put right. clients' needs first because if that's what I'm there for to help, then that's what I'm there for. Right. So if there's certain things that I need to do within the community, then that's what I need to do. It doesn't mean it's not going to get hard at times. It's not, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be difficult. 
It doesn't mean that I don't get tired, <laughs> you know. Right. But that's what right. some, maybe you just need to speak to the brother or the sister that can teach you some time management skills. You know, make sure exactly. that you're getting your physical fitness in. Make sure you're getting your prayer, your meditation, and whatever your religious belief or spiritual beliefs are. Make sure that you get your family time in. Make, make sure that you balance these things out. It's not going to be perfect. But at least, you know, other people can help you start with. You know what, this is what I didn't do right. <laughs> this is how I messed up. So how about you don't do it that way? Or if you do it that way, tweak it a little bit to make sure you have some more private time because that's what you need. You know, maybe your uh-huh. profession is an art. Maybe you need that. You need a little bit more personal time so that you can be ultra creative and stuff like that. So on those days when you're okay. doing that, it will take you a little bit. <laughs> and then you come over on this day and balance it out. So... Just realize that when you need some help, being able yeah. to ask for that. And, and just like you stated, traveling the way that you travel, a check-in without yeah. strings attached. We don't want to talk yeah. to every brother that on that level. And, and oh, you know, I, I hope that I hope that we're not being. I hope I'm not being too forward. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I don't want to do any of those things. But I do want to make it clear, okay? You can have, you can play that position without there being strings attached, okay? And I would suggest that everybody think about what they can do, what they do, and and think about the strings you put on there. You know, are you making Uh crazy promises just because you need a a check in and make sure we don't? That doesn't have to be attached to. that doesn't have to be attached to uh, anything, you know what I'm saying? You don't, that's not a requirement, you know, because you need somebody to uh, uh, check on you does not, it shouldn't mean that you are obligated to um, give up the goods, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm sorry. And so it, it, it's something that we really kind of, especially in the com- our community, because we do spend time with, brothers, we spend time with sisters and and, and mm-hmm. in our interactions with each other, we that shouldn't have to be one of the assumed, you know, mm-hmm. like this is gonna turn into a a relationship or this is gonna turn into whatever. Um, you know, we we need to work on that. You heard it's, it's, it's whole no, I, I didn't hear you. I didn't understand what you were. What you just? I didn't understand the words that just came out of your mouth. Okay. Could you explain to me what you're what you're talking about? It, it, it is that season for people to fake relationships and all kind of stuff. It is mm. the season. So we need our brothers to be <laughs> protected. <laughs> our sisters to be yeah. protected. No. Don't yeah. mess up your happy home because of something that possibly could or could not be. You know, it, it is that yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah, we we have to it's stop easy. thinking that that we constantly have to have uh, that the relationship has to always be there. You know, there. You know, we we have to move out of that understanding. Um, there there are times, places, and spaces where um, you're genuinely just being nice to somebody, or or we have a working relationship and everything else like that. It should not require um, 
this, this other stuff. So when it comes to support, and I think sometimes that's why people won't ask for support because they're like, I don't want to over-obligate myself because I'm not interested in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what I want from this person, and um, I'm worried that if I ask or if I imply that a check-in would be nice, then um, that may obligate me for other check-ins and other places and spaces that I don't want. And so we have to get to the point where we can say, hey, look, it ain't even about that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not about that. It's not about, uh, you know, um, what I can get. We have to also stop looking at each other as what can I get from you. You know, a lot of times we, we get stuck and caught up in that what can I get from you to the point that we we're really missing opportunities to have real positive, authentic exchanges with each other. So, you know, that that's something I think that we really need to work on, uh, especially for our next generation, because I don't want them thinking every time something come up, you got to go ahead and, you know, you have to commit to those levels, you know, that this, we got to work on, uh, that whole loose booty idea, you know, we have to start really putting some things in in places and spaces where that's not always on the table. It's not necessary. It's not necessary, even for support. All right. Say it again. I said, you're right. It's not necessary to offer a healthy type of support. And it's important that we, these eyes that we have watching us, that they see us have these healthy relationships. We, you know, we didn't use to talk. No, we're not trying to talk, but this is a healthy friendship. This is what a right. healthy friendship looks like, being able to be there for right. each other. So we owe it to them, for them to see it, and we owe it to ourselves. Absolutely. And the foundation of any relationship would be friendship. Absolutely. So mutual respect. And then with that mutual respect, take it where you need to take it. Right, right. And and, and you know, for for my my young ladies out there, and I'm I'm you know, I we have a topic, we have an agenda, and everything else like that. But obviously, this conversation is moving in this direction. For my young ladies out there, please stop selling yourself short. You know what I'm saying? So if you need help, if you need support. Say that. Say, I need the help. I need the support. But stop giving the the idea of relationships and relating and sex because you need something else. You need the support. And then we have to teach our men folk. And then, you know, we'll have to get with uh, the chairman. And when they do the talk about it, they're going to have to talk about it. Are, are you, you know, pressuring or are you exchanging what should be brother-sister support for sex? Are you putting um, demands and plans in place when all that's necessary, you know, are we teaching our brothers how to just be brothers? And are we teaching our sisters how to just be sisters? You know, why does it always seem and feel like uh, the sex has to be implied, you know, and it doesn't. It doesn't. When you're talking about supporting somebody and helping somebody, it doesn't have to mean that. This is true. This is true. And this is something that we should be teaching, but some of us need to relearn this lesson ourselves. 
Stupid. Okay, well, well I mean, you, shows, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you started yeah. talking loose booty. We, uh, when you start talking that, and then some, some of these older women are just as bad. So, <laughs> we have to have that ah. <laughs> type yeah. of conversation, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Because, you know, why? We already said it. Because these kids are not listening to us. They're watching They're everything. Yeah. Everything. They're watching us. And so you can go around and thinking that you're getting slick and, oh, I can handle this and blah, blah, blah. Trust me, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. So, you know, we, we've got to get to the point – we got to get over ourselves in many ways, you know. This is true. I saw one of those little memes that said, okay, it was from a, a young adult, a young mother. And she was mm-hmm. like, at least, I'm making, at least I'm making a fool of myself in my teens, in my early 20s. What, do you, what is your excuse in your 40s and 50s? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. so that was <laughs> Obviously, we're paying attention yeah. to everybody. Everyone is telling you what you should, could do, whatever, 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 all on you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but I'm watching you. And you're right, still right. doing this. You haven't changed yeah. this. You're acting a donkey and stuff in the street and yeah. in private over this person. Right, right. So, so yeah. yeah, we all have to grow up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If I if I have to, you have to. Yeah, I have to. You have to. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, 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 big mama, hey, big mama. I'm gonna listen to you, and I'm gonna do whatever you say to do. I just need you to do it first. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's like, ooh, well, what had happened was, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not an easy task. It's not an easy task, okay? So we just, we have to have these conversations. and We have to have these conversations with ourselves, too. <laughs> well, so, you know, you know it starts with the man in the mirror. the person in the mirror. Yeah, it starts with the man in the mirror. It, it really you know, does. You may have to remind yourself of how fly you are and then, you know, remind yourself that this particular area you need support in. You know, you're okay on the other six areas, but these three right here, you really need some help and then find a way to bring some support in. Right. Because I promise the same way that you need support in those other areas, there is someone else that needs the support too. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I remember, you know, I'm a big I'm a big mama, and I'm I'm thinking back to our parents. What did our parents do? And our parents were there supporting each other. You know, I I remember often have seen uh, the mothers, the young mothers, uh, work with each other. I remember seeing the young mothers. Um, so it wouldn't be just one family in a house; it'd be two, maybe three. I you know I know they did shopping together. They coordinated the kids together, which kid is going to do this and which kid is going to do that. And so it was, it was a fear. It was a process, but it wasn't any one person 
being just left out there. And so we have to get past that idea of no one has support, you know, and, and really, really start to say, okay, we got this and we got that. Dear sister, there's someone that would like to join in the conversation, and that's always a wonderful thing because this is the People's Black Panther Party radio, and, and we want to hear what the people have to say. We want to hear how uh, we're really trying to make some positive things happen. So, you know, let, let's see what we can do. Um, so let's open up the phone lines half a second. You want to hang in there for half a second? Absolutely. Awesome. Greetings. Welcome to the program. Greetings. Okay. I'm getting a beat. I'm hearing, I, I heard a beat, too, but I'm not hearing anything. You might have to take yourself off mute or whatever. Okay. We'll check that back out in just a second. All right. So, yeah, yeah. If, if you want, all you have to do is press one and we'll try it again. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but back in the day, sisters did not, you know, they weren't just by themselves. You know what I'm saying? And and the families worked together to the best of their ability. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of one person struggling. If there was any support, they worked together. And this is what I'm talking about. We have to get back to this idea to where everyone is supporting everyone. You know, and it's it's kind of easy, but, you know, we've moved out of, you know, if the chairman were here, he would go and tell you about having to live communally and blah, blah, blah. And and there's ways to do that without um, spouse sharing. I don't believe it now, but... You know, there's ways to work together to where um, it doesn't require you to share your spouse, but you can share the bills. How about that? You know what I'm saying? That That's what I need some help on, the bill part. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know I, I myself have had to do it. And I myself, look, you need some help, you know, you need a minute, Couple months, couple months can make a, a a huge difference when two people are trying to help with the bills. That's true, but that's if you're both doing your part. And we're not talking oh, yeah. about anyone coming along and leeching off of another person because that's not fair no. <laughs> at all. No. Um. But we no. say tis the season. You know. Right. It, yeah. Right. Right. This is the season. You know, people will make all kind of promises that they really can't keep. Um, uh. And I think that if we can have open conversation, I think there's more people out here than not that can understand you need 30 days or you need 60 days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, oh, give me one week and, you know, and I didn't right. turn this into you know. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, that's such a grown person understands. We understand you don't get paid the first day on your job. <laughs> you know, we understand you until we get home, until we, before you get a full check. We understand that. So just right. being able to have open communication and honest yes. communication. Uh, I and had I'm, to speak I'm, to a young lady. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I was saying the lie. Yeah. Excuse me? 
I'm seeing the lies. You know, we are seeing mm-hmm. the lies where people mm-hmm. are being misleading and, and saying one thing or another just to try to kind of get in the door. And then once they're in the door, they have no intentions of, of doing what they said. Not one bit. You know, not one bit. I had to tell this little sister today, uh, young mother, single mom, and I had to share with her, it is okay. You know, just teach her how to talk to her landlord. Right. She's more understanding than she realizes, but just right. because I'm willing to help you doesn't mean I'm just going to offer the help. Now, if you come to me and talk to me as an adult, I'm going to, yeah, you got the help. That's not a problem. You need an extension. That's, that's not a problem. That's exactly how that person works. However, I'm not offering that because this is still my business. But because I'm a grown woman and I make grown things happen, I can give you that type of extension if you need it, if you ask. Right. So yeah. we have to get back to teaching our children how to effectively communicate. That whole precision of language thing, <laughs> you know, no. how to effectively communicate to get what you need uh-huh. or get the resources. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And even with this young sister, when I realized that my per, I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting a little drained. So I'm going to cut yeah. this short. You got in my mind, I done gave the, the timer set click 90 more seconds. Right. <laughs> right. And I gave right. that 90 seconds, and then I was done. Yeah. Because I knew I would need yeah. a little bit to shake it off. I'm like, all right, I got to get on the show in a minute. I need about 10 right. minutes to shake this off so I can get ready. And being okay, so understand, recognizing when your body is under stress, when your body is changing because energy around you is changing, like, this situation is not good for you, you know, right. because sometimes people don't. And that's because they don't know how to effectively communicate yet. But if okay. we help them in that area, then we, we should also right. be able to get our point across without taking up five hours of somebody's time that you really could have said in 10 minutes. <laughs> If you were honest with yourself, <laughs> and then we could have had some to eat the other five, you know, the other hour. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. So, teaching the young people how to do that in those type of situations, like it's okay to have this conversation, but remember that your word is your bond. So if you don't right. keep your end up, then that's when you can have an issue. Right. But at least right. it's a right. where you can make that type of agreement. You know? And see, when it comes to support, sometimes the biggest support that you may give is information. You know, we we don't have enough information going around our communities. Um, there are times where, like, I know well, where churches will help. You know, church will help with this, church will help with that. Um, not even your church, neighborhood churches, you know. And so mm-hmm. it, as we're trying to build and, and everything else like that, we we have to, you know, share that information with these young people. You know, sometimes they don't know if you call up to your electric place or wherever and, and make and you know, try to make uh, an arrangement that they will give it to you. But, you know, we're talking about so many millennials getting involved. These are things they have may not have encountered yet. So us, you know, us big mamas and papas we can't just assume that this person knows that. And I think when we do that, we really do a disservice because we've created an energy where this young person can't ask 
you know, because we've made it, you know, we've made them feel some sort of way about not knowing. So it's important that we, you know, help them through this. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to help mm-hmm. them through this. We have to show by example. Mm-hmm. And, and then also, don't be so, you know, us, you know, us older people can't be so hostility, you know, that we're not taking the time to really sit back and think, you know, just think for a second. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I know this person ain't been working like they were. I know this is going on. That's going on. How can I help them in the middle of that? And so, you know, sometimes they may not ask for the information, but don't be so too big to, to give it to them. And if you know they need mm-hmm. some help and you know this is a problem, why do they have to come on bended knee to come in and, and, and get some assistance mm-hmm. from you? Let's move past that thinking, you know, and, and let's just get to the point where they need some information that we have, you know, and, and, and really start to, to be that and be there for them in the middle of it, you know. Um, like for us at um, Queen's Domain, we have a text group. So there's a time where people will send me information, and I'll tell them put it in there for the group because that particular person may not know that four for those other sisters is going through, but I would know, you know, because of how they confide in me. So I would have that person be a resource to everyone else. Well, I don't know who's going to need it. That's why I tell you to put it in a group chat because at least if you put it in a group chat, Whoever is there will pick it up and keep it moving. That's right. That's right. And it is there was uh, and he, he shared a lot of information and it's helped a lot of people. So mm-hmm. you, you may feel shame for whatever reason that you can't pick up the phone and call this person. Well, I've had people right. in the group like, "Oh, I'll talk to you," but you know, I don't know everybody else like that. And I'm like, "We're learning. <laughs> this is how right. we, you know." And they're like, "And again, I've known you for X amount of years." It's only six months of this person. <laughs> so I have right. to respect them right. for who they are and respect that. But at the same time, I'm still going to do my part to make sure that this resource from this person that you've only known for six months but is beneficial to you, I'm going to make sure that that information gets passed on. Absolutely. And that's what we have to do. You know, share the wisdom. There, there was a who founded the People's Black Panther Party. Um, one of the sisters, her name was Justice. And um, she has she's transitioned, but I remember in the few conversations that I had with her, uh, she would speak about um, getting burnt out from giving. Um, you know, she yeah. she spoke about people taking advantage of the givers, and, and I know exactly what she was referring mm-hmm. to. And, 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 you know, we, we all know, we all know. So, you know, how do you work on, because you're a giver, you're, 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 to me, I think you're even more connected to the, the people than I am. And that, that's hard to do, you know, so I think, you know, you are uh, very, very involved. How do you continue to give without, it, it impacting you or making you feel some sort of way when people almost have a mentality, you know. So it's like these are our people and we love them and we care about them. At the same time, how do we support them without totally draining ourselves and everything else mm-hmm. like that? 
Okay. <laughs> well, for the record. It was real. There are times where you do feel that kind of way. You're like, you feel some kind of way. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you don't realize I was up all night organizing this and all day the day before, and I barely got any sleep three days ago. And they, that, they, people don't care. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what we choose to do. So learning how to balance yourself and be like, okay, I know I don't take certain, um, it's a select few people that can call me after a certain time during the week. Why? I think mm-hmm. so. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I realize that sometimes people want to dump, late night dumping and stuff. No. And just because you see me laughing at a meme on social media doesn't mean that I'm available, video chat you or nothing like that. That's, no, that's just me having to laughing at somebody. You know, that's it. And, so, no. Uh, I remember I contacted a sister one time on social media it was about her business, and she gave me the office number, and then she says, says, no disrespect intended, but this is my only fun spot where I don't have to discuss business. I don't have to discuss my music. It's just me looking at these pictures and laughing, and I, I almost felt some kind of way, but I had to respect it because she right. set boundaries, and she did what she had to do to maintain that boundary. And I appreciate it so much. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. You, I uh-huh. respect it. So, uh-huh. but I had to first show a little bit more respect for my time, show a little bit more respect for my body when I was feeling a little off. Like, okay, but well, this isn't the day I'm going to do this, and it's okay. It's not the end right. of the world. So I can share the information, and maybe someone else can pick it up. And then if they can't pick it up, it's okay. It'll have to roll over for the next day, and it's not the end of the world. You know, or instead of trying to spend six hours working on something for someone else, you get these two hours, make the best of it. Because I have another appointment. And that another appointment can be me in my bed. Whatever is my appointment. (laughs) So whatever I have to do as far as maintaining those boundaries, then that's what I need to do. Um, Fitness is a big deal for me, but because of the recent fall, you know, I couldn't do things the way I really was doing before, but I'm looking forward to getting myself back in there because it helped me mentally, it helped me emotionally, and it gave me that extra energy when people did get beside themselves, (laughs) when people Uh did get to the point where they felt, you you know, it's your job to do this. No, 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 no. You know, the old, right. like, it's my job to stay black and die. <laughs> you, you, that right. will Love. come to you. Like, wait a minute, no, no, no. And yeah. I had to go, you know, if they don't my see dear. me in any other relationship with them, then they won't really understand. So I had to Correct. show them a relationship. I had to show them the same way you take it from this part. Oh, okay, you need all that, that's fine, but I'm going to need you to drop some potatoes for the family behind you. Exactly. Put something in exactly. That pot. I don't care what it is. You know, I don't. I don't think we think enough about that. We we have to train people. Don't just take, give. This is where the whole self determining comes from. Self determining. We mm-hmm. have to really get to the point where we are creating not just um, positive models for people, but we're also showing them. First, you do this, then you do that. But there still has to be a boundary. I got a caller that would like to join us, and I believe this is our chief of staff. And so, chief of staff, Ward, so we're gonna we're gonna get it. Hold on for just a second. 
Greetings, welcome to the program. Power to the people. All right. All right. Y'all said something that I definitely wanted to give my comment on uh, in regards to not burning out. Um, yeah. To me, and I would say over the years, I've learned it was two things that I felt was really essential in, in terms of my growth and not being burnt out. And first, I want to say I look at that as being an aspect of growth within the movement that you learn to not allow yourself to burn out. Unfortunately, right. especially when you're young, getting involved in this thing is that you want to push, push, push to the point to where you don't know how or you don't know your own limitation in terms of your mental ability to deal with being constantly surrounded by uh, tugging, people tugging and pulling on you. Yes. So it's a, to me, it's a growth thing. And, and, and fortunately, because of, I would say, my experience in, in dealing with nature, and this is just my take, prior to joining the party, it allowed me to, number one, maintain a certain outlet that would not, um, I would say, contradict my, my work in the party. And that's just going out in nature, hiking, dealing with just just getting away from people without, you know, sounding yeah. too um, messed up. You know, I feel like, you know, you have to have some time to yourself. And when I say time mm-hmm. to yourself, I mean time to listen to yourself. This is like some internal meditation with me. So I, I would get away, escape out in nature, and just not be around people and deal with and tranquil. That gives me the ability mm-hmm. to revitalize and, and learn how to replenish my energy. And so from that standpoint, to me, it, it's, about, it's about having an, a healthy outlet. A lot of people in this movement jump into it without having a positive outlet. In other words, mm-hmm. as they get in and start helping the people and start cleaning themselves up and things of that nature, their previous outlets may have been drinking, smoking, hanging out in the club. So when they get in, involved in this movement, those outlets basically become part of their something that they have to eradicate out of their life. But those were the outlets that they had. They didn't have a connection to Mother Nature before they joined the party. So from that standpoint, as they get involved in this and they eradicate or erase those outlets from their life, they have, didn't necessarily know how to replace those negative outlets with a positive outlet. So oftentimes they considered the movement and helping people to be that outlet, which causes mm. them sometimes to reach a certain threshold of burnout. And it leads uh-huh. to point number two that I have. Point number two that I have on that is what I refer to as expectations. What I did learn is that although people that we are helping, we want them to do better. We show them and, and guide them and give them everything that, they, that we possibly can in order for them to be a better person. But what you must be careful about is setting patience on people. Why? Because as well as burnout, part of burnout comes into play when you measure your development along with someone else's and you find yourself disappointed because of expectations that you may have in an individual, the people, everything around you, all, all in above, because you gauge that according to how much time and effort you put in. And so if Whoa. you have an expectation of that, then you will find yourself in a depressed or resentful mode because of, of you measuring 
what you do according to what you can see, uh, uh, the output you can see from the work you do. So, again, to me, it's having a progressive outlet that does not contradict your work in, in, in supporting and helping the movement of the people and so forth and not having expectations. And that's all I wanted to say on that. Oh, man, that's super awesome. That's super awesome. Look, your mic will be open if you want to jump in. You're welcome to jump in and everything because you just said some words. And and we're always talking about how to do this healthy, okay? Mm -hmm. Because working for the people in an unhealthy way is only creating more problems. You know, we have to get to the point where we can say, look, truly we're part of the solution. You know, so first being part of the solution, yeah, take care of yourself. How in the world are we going to be out here, you know, rallying the truth, getting these young people? Because we got a trail of young people following us. Everywhere we go, they go. Everything we do, they do. As they're supposed to. They're learning. They're actively learning from their elders. And so everything we do, they do. Oh, we got to hold up. Because I didn't mean for you to pick that up. You know what I'm saying? You, were, you weren't supposed to be watching me as she said, positive outlets. Man, how many negative outlets? How in the world can you go have a good rally, get people excited about their own revolution, do this, do that, and then turn around and do something negative in our communities? And it happens all the time. You know, we're talking about those accountabilities and responsibilities. So we have got to find ways to keep it all good all the way around all good. Can't just jump in, like Sister McGee said, when the lights are on, you know, when the camera is rolling. You know, now we want to be the megastar and we have all these wonderful words and then turn around, though, and be destructive in our other behaviors. So, mm. yes. being creamy, you know, in front of the camera yeah. is just that yeah. in front of the camera. But those eyes yeah. are watching you when you're not around there. They're watching how you function right. in private settings. How are you showing yeah. the same amount of respect that you talk about? They're watching all these things. Yeah. And we just as they should. As, as they, they should. should. You know, we can, that's where we can reflect on things that happened in our past, our childhood. That's right. That was beneficial right. to us. Yeah. And, and even when we saw even when we look and we're like, hey, that's not beneficial. We know that too. You know, our parents were not, they were not perfect beings. Um, they had some flaws. Some of the things, some of the things that we picked up, we picked up from them. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. our flaw, their flaws were our flaws. But at the same time, now that, now that we're the ones that are leading, you know, I, you know, I question how we're able to do that and maintain ourselves at the same time. We have to figure out ways to for balance. You know. Uh-huh. I love what the uh-huh. food says. I know uh-huh. I like to go to the woods. I don't go enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like to go to the right. water because it gives me that time to to meditate. Get into uh-huh. me, you know. To listen to what the most high is telling me I have to do. And sometimes what I have to do may not be what I want to do, but if it's going to be beneficial right. if it's going to keep right. me sane in the process if it's going mm-hmm. to allow me to still be able to be there for for people, then fine. I have to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Caregivers, mm-hmm. 
it, you know, when we, uh. those givers, including caregivers, I don't know like that, yeah. but caregivers, they they end up going before the people they care for. Yes. The majority of the time. Yes. Because they pour so much yes. love and energy into someone else and to making sure that they're okay, that they make every doctor's appointment, every dental appointment, they always get their medicine, get their food, get their this, this, and that, and they forget to take care of themselves. Yes. And we can't forget yep. to take care of ourselves in the process. We can't. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then, of course, whatever we do, they, they're following us. So we're mm-hmm. neglecting ourselves. They'll be like, okay, well, that's part of it. I got to neglect myself. You know what? That's okay. I don't really want to neglect myself. I don't want to do it. And, you know, we wonder mm-hmm. why so many young people are not following us. You know, I'm I'm very proud of the millennials that we have in now and the ones that we have coming um, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year because these are the ones that are right now are saying, hey, I see this. I see it's positive. All right, let me go ahead and, and, and keep working on this. But there's a lot of millennials that are like, I don't want to be bothered with that. I don't want to have to work and improve myself and my neighborhood and my community. I don't want to have to work on all that. Because all I did was see it stress you out. Why would I want that? And we yeah. gotta really stop and think about what what message we're leaving for our our young people when it comes to the impact, not just on us on the community, but the community on us. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's yeah. so nice being able to have a conversation with the young people and just like, do you really want to know why I got into this? Do you want to know why I'm yeah. doing these things? Have yeah. that open conversation. And be honest and be like, this part right here completely stressed me out. That's why I don't do that. I take my 2% and yeah. I'm all over here. I'm not trying to do 98% because yeah. if I got to like about you know, 40-something, I realized I've been off a little too much. So I'm not going to sit there and put it out there that I can do all of it. But if you come right. over here with my 2% is, oh, I got you. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> it would be right. And if I can yeah. give a little more, I can. But I promise you this 2%. It's here, and I can commit myself that way. And that's why when we talk to even, like, when new people were coming in, like, you know, we don't need to Mm -hmm. do everything. If you can do this and be consistent with doing this, it will be appreciated and it will be valued. That's definitely consistency. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. New people and for older people. Yeah. For new yeah. and old. Sometimes we can fall yeah. off. So yeah, be able to absolutely. accept the constructive criticism, to say, you know what, sister, you fell off a little bit, you know, tighten up. You know, brother, you yeah. fell off a little bit, tighten up. Be yeah. able to accept yeah. it. You know, it, it's, not, it's not about hurting no one's feelings, you know, but we really have to get beyond just being creamy for lights in the camera. Stop it. Absolutely. 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 And then we always can remember, you know, we know they're paying attention. We know they're paying attention. So, you know, let's give them something to work towards. You know, we we have to really, really give them something to work towards and make them want to do the work. Because if they don't pick this up, this movement is dead in 10 years. Yeah. If they don't see the value of what we're doing, if they don't see the value to themselves, to the community, if there's not something more pushing them, 
this movement is dead. So one of the ways. Go ahead, please. I was going to say one of the ways I like I I, I push to try to address that is by basically constantly pe- uh, 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 preaching in terms of how I deliver it on the fact that in our situation as as black people. When I, I and in class I teach it as a trifactor. We have to look at things in terms of the building up the individual, building up the family, and building up the community. And those mm-hmm. three things are all inclusive of the of the family. So to me, the mm-hmm. family structure itself means that you have an obligation to your community. So in in returns of, in, in regards to my children. I teach them that being active in the community is part of what a healthy family must do. So it, so from that sense, you create a position of obligation and accountability within the household that, hey, this is what we do. We have to give back to those people uh, in the community that are less, even from the standpoint of just making them see that they're, they're less well off than ourselves. There's always somebody that has less than what you have, and we should help each other. Would you, how would you feel if you was in this situation? Da 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 da. You know, and, and from now I'm talking about young children, children, and you and you raise the boys as you go as they get older. But from that, then you teach them to that, that to feel good about giving to the the others that are less fortunate than yourselves, and you attach that with the obligation of being in the community. So that way, when they help someone else, you know, is less fortunate than themselves, then they attach that help to helping the community, not helping an individual. It is obviously may go to the individual mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned because they're tunnel vision on that note. But what you're telling them is, hey, you just help somebody in the community. And as they get older, then they, they come to grow into the accountability. They, hey, that a healthy family has to engage the community. So then right. the whole point is, it's not something that I can do or cannot do and still get by. But if I want to raise a family of my own or as, or as I become older, then I have an expectation and have a built-in responsibility that I have to engage and be a part of something active to build our community. And so I go into saying that basically as we talk about and as we raise our family, our new family model has to be inclusive of the community element. And unfortunately, I look at that as being dysfunctionality when we, uh, yes. when children are taught that it is a, 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 an option to actually engage in the community. In other words, yes. like basically if you go to school, get a good, you know, good job, good career, and, and have the money to keep a roof over your head and then maybe marry someone and then raise children and send them to school, then you've done your thing. I don't say no. That is a dysfunctional family Absolutely not. because what it are you is. doing to the, for the community? You see, what mm-hmm. are you doing for the community? You teach them at a young age, and as Panthers, this is what we do. We teach them at a young age that you have to have an obligation to the community because the conditions that we suffer of a, in regards to oppression will not go away unless we actively take a part in building a collective movement that centers around us having self-determination and empowerment so that we can actually address these changes collectively. And That's so right. I think it just goes back to that. It's, it's, it's really about restructuring what, what, what people identify with as a family unit, 
You know, so it, it, you don't make it an option. Basically, a family right. means individual, your, your loved ones of blood, and your community relationship. All of that inclusive is a holistic family. And so that teaching that model does not leave room for them to not be involved in the community. You see, so that's the way I go about addressing that. Then from that standpoint, it's going to be automatic. That don't necessarily mean they're going to be Panthers, but what does it mean? It right. means that they're going to be active in their community, and that's what, it, and that's that's what right. counts. And that's what that's counts. What, that's what we're going for. We have to keep yeah. the cycle going. We're about to miss a cycle, a whole group right. of people that don't know that oppression is real and there's something you can do about it. See, this is, this is what this education is about. So whether they're learning Panther ideology, um, whether they're they're doing anything, they have to see us fighting in a healthy way for ourselves and for our community. And so this is again, this is how we have to get them in and get them to understand this is part of your obligation. You know, growing up, we knew if we had it good, then you have a responsibility to help those that don't. And so, and good was, of course, relative, because if we had rice and beans, that means we were good, okay? We were eating that night, and our parents made it sure, you know, we're not talking about Jordans and video games, baby. We're talking about some real basics. Did you hit your basics? Yes. There's some people out there that are not getting their basics taken care of. We have to help them. Everybody has got to get to a basic, what you call basic. We got to get there. And now there's not that. There's not a concern for the basic. There's not a concern for our fellow people. You know, we've turned real individualized, and that's not helping our community at all. So when we're talking about supporting your community, supporting in the struggle, you know, how do we get that done? This is the kind of things that we're talking about. We have to be able to support in the middle of it. And everyone needs mm-hmm. to support. And everyone can give support. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, you got to have X, Y, and Z to give some support. No, absolutely not. You know, you you can give support just when whatever you have, but we have to start seeing ourselves as having resources, and we don't. You know, if you know how to cornrow, that's a skill, and it can make money. Okay, that that that's something <laughs> you can be learning. Uh-huh. Please go ahead, because I know you know about that. Because you got you got the girls, so okay, I know you know about supporting each other and learning those little skills so that we can help find find ways to give each other not give each other, but find ways to earn money here and earn money there. I was constantly yeah. earning money as a young person. Yeah, all I did was look around and see what I didn't have and then I created it. You know, so back okay. in my single mother days and you know, you can't get out for a Friday night and, and, and enjoy yourself on no dates. So when Solomon was young, I I would be the one that stayed home. I did not mind because I made money. You wanna go out, fine. I will stay home. Just pay me to babysit. You know, I'll feed them, we'll play, we'll laugh, we'll have a good time. You know, there's not enough of that entrepreneur spirit. If people ain't selling a million of them, they don't want to do it. But I'm like, what about just starting in your living room? What about, you know, we're talking about supporting. That's money, you know. 
Uh, I, I love to see these little sisters up here. You know, the eyelashes, of course, y'all getting out of control with them. But, you know, if that's a way that you make money putting them on and stuff like that, make your money doing it. You know, we have got to get out of the idea that we can't support each other, you know? There's so many different things that we can do. Um, Just like you said, younger years, it, it was just about the basics, whether or not we had those essential things. And there was no extra money to get your hair done. Or not. You will learn how to braid. I will buy yeah. you this doll hair, baby, for $5. And that doll had every type of kinky <laughs> braid, beads. Learn, that's how I learned how to put extensions in, whatever I could do on that doll head. And I made it my business yeah. to teach my girl. Yeah. You know, even though we have mm-hmm. a lot. Like, okay, but I'm mm-hmm. still, still showing you how to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So in case you need yep. somewhere down the line, I'm gonna still show you how to do it, and you yep. have to get back to things. You know, okay, this is, this is the person that's gonna cook. You know, like one of my daughters with her yep. catering company. I'm like, right, you know, we got these events coming up. I can't that's be right. here, here, in here. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna need you to go ahead <laughs> and make your money by hosting this event. That's right. You know, that's right. So as the elders, oh goodness, at my tender age of sixteen. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elders, yeah. You know, we really we can help with creating opportunities for these young people. That's right. That's right. You know, but we have to show them I, I there's a value to that. You know, we have to show yeah. them. Don't you know? I don't. If all you make is a hundred dollars and you and your kids are eating for a Friday night that you didn't have to leave your house or whatever. Make the money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, people that have the food stamps but you need cash, that's a way to convert food stamps into cash, you know. And, and mm. I'm not talking about selling it to the point where you coming out, you losing money, and, and, and it's not worth the trade off. I'm talking about make that a business, and then you earn money mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff that we need to work on when it comes to how we're going to help each other support during the struggle, okay? We've always been in the middle of something. This COVID stuff, this, this is new for, for them. It ain't new for us. Having to make a way out of no way, that is not a new idea. We've been doing that, you know, but what we have to do is go back to working and supporting each other and not sitting back relying on what the government's going to do because we've turned um, – we, we've put way too much credit and alliance and everything else like that into the government to the point that when things come up, we don't know even how to begin to take care of ourselves. And, and that's very unhealthy. You know, the government has, has always had a kind of a twisted relationship with African Americans. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. You know, and they want to go ahead and pipeline this vaccine, and I'm like, wait a minute. So we got to get to the point where we can start relying on each other and and take our reliance off of the system. You know, what happens, you know, who can you go and crash with? Okay. So when it comes to support, first thing you got to do is make a list of who can support you. You know, we we have to really, you know, let's, I don't want to just say words without there being a real meaning behind them. 
And I, I want to make sure, you know, I think sometimes uh, elders assume that you know what this word means and how to go about it. So when we say support, you need to make a list of the things that you need and then a list, you have to identify what the problem is, and then you have to make a list of how you can get this problem solved. You mm-hmm. know, um, and, and these are basics. Back to the basics. Well, I, growing up, I had the little one. First thing I did was I, I made a list of who can watch kids in case he got sick. You know, that's the first list I needed to know. Where where can my child go in case of emergency, anything? And then I'm like, okay, how do I put you on my child's pickup list? How do I teach my child your phone number? How You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to support, you need to think about what you need in terms of support. That's right. That's right. One of the things that we were talking about right now was um, with our ability to be more and more self-sufficient, right? With right. the women's group, I was like, come next year, I don't care if you got two pots in your apartment, but each of us is growing something. So those right. who got more exactly. land can grow more, and whatever we're doing, we're going to do our best not to duplicate so then we can barter. So it's enough space back here. I was like, okay, I'll do the melons, and then it's some trees that I wanted to plant for in the mm-hmm. future. I'm making an investment now so my right. own yet will have yeah, you know, so once this was like, well, I don't have this space or that. I was like, but can't you grow those peppers in the pot? She said, yes, you know you what, can. I can't. I said, thank you, because I yes. like peppers. <laughs> so uh-huh. we don't want to figure out what it is that we can grow to share with the within the group. But, oh, my goodness, I went for a green pepper, and it was like $5 for a green pepper? Yeah, yeah. They, they say the word organic. Yes, yes. They say the word organic, and that means you stop what you're doing, and you pay triple the price, and that doesn't even mean that it's a better pepper. Okay, absolutely. Yep. Not one bit. Not one bit. So if yep. we can, if you can figure out within your circle things that you can do to improve improve yourself efficiency, I think that's a, a great start. You know, mm-hmm. so we only need so, to eat. Let's figure out what we can do. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and to be clear, to be honest, to be fair, we're not saying don't utilize um uh pro government programs and everything else. We're not saying that. Use whatever resources you have available to you in your area. What we are clearly saying though is that knowing this government, we should not rely on them. They should not be our only resource, our only um, place that we can think of when it comes to getting assistance, and that's what we are clearly saying. And then also, to take Mm -hmm. it a step further, as to try to wean ourselves away from some of this government assistance, um, think about what we can be doing to have that self-determination run even with our young people. What can they do? You know, I was mm-hmm. babysitting queen. I, I've been babysitting since 10, 11 years old. You know, I, I mean, there's tons of things you can do. I promise you, if you help the little old lady take her trash out, she'll tip you a quarter. And she's going to act like that quarter's a big deal, and you better act like that quarter's a big deal. But eventually those quarters add up. 
And and so we have to begin to get okay with moving out of our mental space and saying, look, this is something I can do. This does make money. Um, let me allow me to do this to help support myself. If you uh, don't have no washer and dryer, but you buy laundry detergent and all that other stuff like that, find somebody who got a washer and dryer and offer to buy the detergent. Mm-hmm. Find ways to, to 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 work together with others that have the same that have the same need, so that we can begin to say, okay, I'm not reliant. You know, I'm not even worried about the bus schedule to carry all my clothes here or there. I, I'm going to go over to my girlfriend's house, do my laundry, watch her kids while she goes to the grocery store. You know, this we have to start finding out how we can be of more of assistance to each other. You know, because what mm-hmm. happens is one person will stand up there and be like, oh, I need X, Y, and Z, and they think that everybody's supposed to stop and do get them what they need. And they're not putting back into the pot. Nope. And you have to put back into the pot. You have you know. to. Or, or, like she said, we burn out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like she said, you burn out. You become disenfranchised with it. You know, it, it really, really does not make you want to continue um, if you feel used. If you feel like people are taking advantage of you, you know, if you're not seeing what you're going to get out of it, it, it makes you, it makes it hard to want to keep going. This is true. Mm-hmm. And it happens. It happens, true. family. And we have to start working on that. And, and I love, you know, Chief's idea of finding your own ritual and routine before you step into the party. You got to be good with you. You got to know what you can do, what you can't do. You got to understand, you know, what's needed, what's expected. I I get all that. I get all that. So, you know, again, these are things we have to be aware of uh, for our own safety and sake because there are people, unfortunately, that are not, that don't have the benefit of having big mamas and they don't have the benefit of realizing booty is a little heavy. You know, you you just pulling and pulling, and I'm not seeing the back and forth. You know, the, you'll get a nice juicy thank you, but really, you could be doing more than just saying thank you. You could be finding ways to barter, barter your way in, find ways. Mm-hmm. One person gets a car, the next person has the gas money. So it's like we we have to start really, really teaching others how to do that, so that we're not just you know totally draining ourselves out. Because, like I said, this movement won't last like that. If not, it has to be self-sustaining. It has to come a point where we're not giving everything in. It has to come. It has to be able to support itself. And, and it's not doing that right now. And if we don't grab these millennials, it will never do it. Let me say something also, just in regards to the same thing. Um, to me, and I go back to the big mom experience I had when I was a child, I was actually in a position where my next-door neighbor's mother, you know, she was real involved in everybody's affairs in the community. Back when mm-hmm. I was growing up, you didn't consider that to be 
somebody is this you know, that's nosy, that, you know, man, she didn't mm-hmm. you know, do her thing. So I watch it. No, we embrace the community back yeah. then, embrace those people that would look after everybody else. And, you know, while my mother was, you know, had to, was a single mother at the time, had to work, and I, I'm mm-hmm. coming home, you know, with the neighbor's kids and stuff like that. Uh, we come my six years old, I'm walking home from school, you know, and had to go home by myself. The deal is, is the family, the community, the neighborhood took care of each other. So it's not like I was at home alone because my next-door neighbor mother, she did not have to work. And so she looked after everybody. But one of the things I do remember her saying to me that that really stuck with me was the fact that she could look at me and tell when something was wrong and and figure out a way to extract it out of me in such a way to where I would embrace her talking to me about it and not be ashamed or not feel like it was um, I was being scolded or going to get scolded so that I would actually talk and then come up with a positive way of addressing it without, you know, uh, uh, should I say, uh, um, getting into my my mother's motherhood, so to speak, or offending my mother's motherhood. You see what I mean? And so I think that's important too. But what I'm saying in regards to that whole big mom experience that I had, is with this current generation of parents that are, are coming up, the advent of social media and the way in the, of which, um, should I say, the nine to five or rat race grind is going, they have been yeah. uh, discommunicated with their community the way we were brought up to where it, we was we were basically building in, and uh, everybody was mining each other's business versus mine yeah. your own. Uh, attitude that they got now. So that yes. big mom experience that I had did give me an opportunity to have a somewhat of an outlet. Whereas one of the things that I recognize and what's important to me about this show is that what you're doing is y'all are, you're giving advice from a big mama's perspective to the community so yes. that a lot of times the things that, that this generation is missing, they're picking up now through programs like this. One of the aspects of that that I, that I think is important that we, we put out there is we have to keep in mind that some people, uh, there's a good percentage of people, again, going back to the negative outlets, who had negative outlets and they want to now embrace and be a part of the community. And so they actually have to re-identify who they are because if, yes. they're com- if you're coming up out of a negative environment, in terms of what what you defined yourself as being, and now all of a sudden you're embracing uh, the community, you're embracing Panther work, or you you know you're embracing grassroots organizing. You're cleaning yourself up, so you may not you you may not have had a positive outlet. So in, right. in helping others, is you're learning to help yourself. So the problem with that, and what we have to address with that perspective, is that do not consider the community work your outlet. Because that's how that's you right. also end up work, working into a burnout or a setting an expectation that causes you to now retract. So the deal is, is we have to help get, get them to understand that you being involved in the community is not helping yourself become a better person. That's right. You are doing what you should do by being involved in the community. That is not a way of self-medicating the issues that you've had throughout your mm-hmm. life and cover them mm-hmm. up by helping other people. It will work mm-hmm. to a certain degree for so long, 
But then it'll come to a point to where that reflection that you're dealing with in the mirror is going to shatter. Because if you do not have a positive or progressive way to deal with the pinned up uh, and bottled up things that you need to work on about yourself that you're calling yourself going out and dealing with in the community, then you're going to implode. And so to me, that big mama spirit helps to address that kind of thing. Because like I said, people are coming to this movement. Like I was a kid, I wouldn't say nothing. So they may come into this movement all positive, full of energy, wanting to help somebody. But then you, as a big mama, you look at them and you'll say, child, ain't something, what, what is bothering you? You know, yep. and so you can yep. peep into their soul and recognize the fact that there is some internal development that needs to be worked on. So then that goes back to re-identifying and re- uh, uh, learning who they are because who they was was negative in terms of how they addressed and dealt with themselves from an outlet perspective. And so that, right. that, um, that stuff that they did to basically numb, numb themselves from what's going on and their self-worth within the community, because oftentimes that's what drugs and alcohol and things of that yes, in, in that environment is. It's about numbing yourself so that you don't have to address those internal pains. So now helping the community mm-hmm. kind of gives you that same fix without actually doing something to your body. But you right. still have to go back it, it's and address those true. problems, those inner the, right. those inner demons. You're always and so I do want to say that. that. Yep. Yeah, you're always going to be short if you do that because you're doing the right thing for the wrong reason. And you right. will run out steam trying to do the right thing for the wrong reason. We have got – this is why we have to help teach people boundaries, um, we have to be consistent. We have to do this. this. This is why we're teaching it, and we're not just teaching it to millennials. You know, we're teaching it to them from a brand-new perspective, but we're teaching mm-hmm. it to everybody, whether it's brand-new, whether it's a refresher or whatever. These are things you need to know, period, for your own life. So 100%, this is not mm-hmm. – Helping people should not, because at that point we're doing it for ego purposes. At that point we're we're doing it to, to get our feel goods and have to get the claps and the applause and everything else like that. And and like I said, you will run out. You will run out of steam, or you will. How many of our uh, conscious scholars have have really lost their brains because they have confused um, the work that they were supposed to be doing with uh, their own ego stroking. You know what I'm saying? They've created a way to get their strokes off and and, in the name of of blackness, and uh, that's not going to work. That's not going to sustain us. And like I said, we got about five, ten years to really get this next generation on task. Well, my dear sister, Makita, I really appreciate you coming up with this topic. When I saw it, I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we, we got to do it because people don't know how to support, and they don't know how to be supported. So when we're talking about support during the struggle, we're in the middle of a struggle, but it's not a new struggle for us. So I'm so glad that you came up with this topic. 
and gave us the opportunity to really, really talk about the benefits that we're just totally overlooking. We're leaving them on the table because we don't even know we can help and benefit each other. Prayerfully, people will be able to take something back from today's show and figure out a way where they can get in to fit in, figure out a way yeah. for to ask for the support that they need. Um, for our elders, yeah. let's use this wisdom. Let's teach these, you know, these babies how to effectively communicate. You know, for the elders that are, or the older generation that's shifting and preparing their new reality, there's support through that yeah. as well. But you have yeah. to be willing to receive it. Yeah, and you it's know, we can about where you are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. especially when the support is there. You know, yeah, and all that for the cameras that, that that's not going to last long because you'll also get exposed, not just yes. burnout, but you'll be exposed, yes, you know, because one yes. of those millennials <laughs> will be like, Wait a minute, I saw brother, yeah, such yeah, such and such, such doing this, this, and that, and that yes. totally contradicts what you, you're telling me we have to do in these meetings, <laughs> you know, that's so right. we have to really. Of how we're moving around, you know, they have no problem with calling you out. Yeah, they'll call you out. They'll call you Mm -hmm. out. Out of love, Mm -hmm. out of love slash confusion, they will call you out. Confusion, (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's just not making any sense, you know. So, those of us that are older, those we have to have some tough private conversations with people. You know, and if this is right. what you need, if you if you need this check in, fine. But you know, we can't be creamy in the process and figure, well, I'll just talk my way out of it because you're not. Yeah, we can see it for what and it then, is. Yeah, and then also, you know, we're talking about my community. You know, this is my community. <laughs> we've got we've had a lot of speakers. You know, it, it, we need some more action. You know, and and that is. Uh, a difficult thing for me, you know. I, I I love this speaking, but you know, as a second generation, I'm like, look, I've heard all the speeches. I don't think you can outdo any of the speeches I've already heard. You know, it, it's time right. for some action. It, it's time. How do we go from sharing words to creating sustainable action? And, and that's really where the questions are coming in. This is where we're putting policies and programs in place. You know, this is where we're trying to build something that is going to be able to sustain and to assist our community in getting to the next step. You know, this is why we have to be engaging with not just those that know a little something. We got to be willing to start at ground zero with someone who don't know but has the time and will have the longevity to continue this struggle. You know, when we when I'm looking at these millennials, man, they some work. They are some work. You guys, you have to start from like zero, okay? But that investment that we're making within them will help them to have their work and have our work that we adopted from our parents go, and they'll be able to continue the work that we're putting in place right now another 20 years. So, you know, I, when I'm looking at these young folks and answering the same question about three times, but anyways, you know, as I'm looking at them, 
I'm, I know that this is truly the future. And not only is it the future, at this point it's the only because we, we are all aging. We all aging. This, we are growing up right on this radio program. So we have to get to the point where we can say we have educated them and prepared them for the next steps. You know, this monster has changed dynamics. Now it's not just a matter of finding your loved one hanging from a tree or finding your loved one beaten to death. They now got videotapes of this. So you can watch your loved one die over and over again. And I'm like, no, no. But this is that next generation's fight. So my whole purpose is to get them ready for their fight. You know, at, at this point, I, I've, I've said my speeches. I'm great. We need to get them ready to do more than just speaking. So we got to give them more than just speeches. So this is how we're going to do it. It was a great show. I want to thank everybody that's called in, that listened, that's going to listen in the future. Uh, we do this every Sunday at 8. Um, you will get educated, stimulated, you know, insulted if you're not careful. But, you know, this is what we do in the name of uh, black power. This is what we do in the name of education. This is what we do in the name of black nationalism, pan-Africanism. All these things that are working in the positive for the communities and the people we have right here. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Tune in next Sunday. Um, I think Chairman Yanga will be on uh, sharing his political education. So in the week after that, we're going to have Chief Warhol come back along with the Panther 48. So this is constantly an opportunity to learn, to gather more knowledge, and to do better. So thank you, everybody, for their time spent. Black Power. Black Power. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.